Welcome back to the Quintessential Mortgage Podcast, episode number, I don't know what we're at at this point, three, four, but I hope you've been enjoying them. This one should be an interesting one. Uh, I've had a lot of subjects planned uh, that I wanted to talk about on these podcasts, but it would be crazy if I didn't really talk about what's going on right now. This, this coronavirus craziness that is, that is just gripping the world has had such a dramatic effect on the mortgage industry that, that it's something that we really got to talk about. And a lot of people are not going to understand what's going on. It's going to add confusion to a lot of consumers out there. Um, I, I will go back and say my first line, which I always tell people, which is the best advice I can give any client out there is to work with someone they trust. And that's mostly because there's so much misinformation out there on a normal basis. Forget about right now where where the misinformation is crazy. So let's sort of touch on how this has affected the mortgage industry or the mortgage market as a whole. Obviously, we all know about the coronavirus and what has gone on and how it started to spread throughout the United States. And once that started to happen, we started seeing um, downturns, obviously, in the overall economy. People would flee the stock market and go over to the safety of bonds. Bonds are the most uh, parallel indicator that you can find to see where mortgage rates are. And we saw those numbers start to get crazy. And I'm sure anyone out there was watching the news or looking at at advertisements or whatever it would be, and you would have seen mortgage rates lower than they have ever been in, in the history of mankind. And it's true. And, and I sat here in amazement and watched them as they would get lower and lower. And, and to a point where I was really, first of all, I was at the, I was at the point of pretty much saying and knowing that we were at a point where we hit what I would call the bottom. Mortgage rates do have a floor. There is a point at which they will not go below. Um, Whether that's natural or manipulated, it won't go below a certain number. And that's pretty much a conventional loan, 30-year fixed is not gonna go below the 3% level. Uh, If that does, then we'd have to look at what is gonna happen to all the other products. So what's an FHA loan gonna be at? Two? What's a 15-year fix going to be at? 1%? It's not going to happen. Um, it's, it's too dangerous for banks to get involved in. And so we were at the bottom. And ironically, if you're a loan officer in this business, and it's what me and, and all my coworkers do, we take a look and we monitor the 10-year indicators, the 10-year treasury, to see where rates are going to go. And it kept falling just beyond belief so not to bore people with some details but the bond started to come down and it was it somewhere around 1.7 1. 1.8 it floated around there then this coronavirus hit and as it started affecting this country we saw the bond go down 1.6 1.5 1.4 1.3 Now, at that point is when the news was out there. Mortgage rates, lowest ever. You've got to take advantage of this opportunity. And and, hey, I agree. 
you have to take advantage of the opportunity because you're never going to see this again. So we enjoyed it. And, and obviously a lot of loan officers, including myself, started off and, and we did a lot of new business by reaching out to our clients and saying, hey, you got to refinance. I mean, this is unprecedented. People, maybe they took out a loan three or four years ago. Maybe they took out a loan six months ago. It didn't matter. It's, it, you've got to refinance and try and capitalize on these rates. And overall, people knew that rates were low. And, and it is sort of a funny kind of, um, it's a funny situation because clients always sort of feed off the news and feed off the information they're hearing. So you could give someone a rate. You could quote some a rate on a particular loan product and it be, well, listen, the lowest they've ever heard of in their life and still would be like, well, I, I hear they might drop a little bit more. Maybe we should wait. Maybe we should wait. So, hey, I can get you a 30-year fixed at, at three and a quarter percent. I think they're going to go down more. And uh, listen, that's a, that is a bad strategy. Um, when you can take advantage of something that saves you and your family a substantial amount of money, uh, waiting for an unknown that may never come and frankly with with any professional advice is not likely to come is not wise but as we sat here and watched the market and as I mentioned before I watched the bond go from 1.2 to 1.1 to 1 to 0 0.8 0 0.9 0 0.7 0 0.6 and at one point down to 0 0.3 now, this is where the craziness really came into effect for us. Because at that level, when I go see that kind of change in the bond, I would expect to see a dramatic change in rates, improvement in rates, better rates. And obviously I'd said, I thought we were an area where we reached the floor. Well, you know what, we did. Because that is not what happened. And instead, rates started to climb and climb and climb. And they have continued to climb since that point. Now, up, let's say, for the better part of the last, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 days, they have climbed. Now, overall, in perspective, rates are great. So I don't want to put a sour note on everything because overall, rates are still very strong. They're historically strong. They're even strong for, let's say, a last 12-month cycle. But the insanity is gone. And it is a difficult thing in my business to deal with as we're dealing with loans in the process. And one of the most frustrating parts, especially to a lot of loan officers, was why? Why are rates not dropping? We're watching the bond drop. And yet nothing is improving in fact we're going on and pricing out a loan and and the the rate that we got yesterday is worse today and then it got worse again and then got worse again and you're scratching your head saying well why so i want to address some of that for loan officers who don't know and for just people and clients in general who who should know a little bit of how this works number one even though I watch it, and again, I'm guilty, I look at the bond, uh, not a single day goes by in my office where I don't go and click and, and open up the 10-year and see how we're doing today and see where it's headed. 
But even though I do that every single day, I know that technically speaking, the bond has zero to do with mortgage rates. Zero. They're, they are not tied in any factual sense. They just tend to run parallel, and that's for no other reason than because mortgage-backed securities, which is what mortgage rates are based on, tend to follow the 10-year. So while I know that, sure, I don't have to see a drop in rates when I see a drop in the bond, I usually will almost see it. But something else was happening and and uh, during this time and over the last few weeks and obviously as we saw rates starting to climb you had a lot of frustrated loan officers we had a lot of loans in the system we wouldn't have clients who were unhappy if they were not locked and again i've done actually i haven't done well not in this case but i will do a show on the concept of rate locking and What's it all about and when do you rate lock and when do you not rate lock? And I'll get into that in another time. But in, in this particular instance, you do have clients that you don't always you don't always rate lock the second you start a loan. First of all, you have to determine how long will it take for you to close that loan? Is it gonna take 20 days, 30, 40, 50, 60? And with a refinance, that's where you start getting sensitive because there's a process that we do to avoid people having to pay New York State mortgage tax. It's called the SEMA, and it is without the control of the lender. It's really us going to your existing lender and and doing a legal paperwork exchange simply so you can avoid mortgage tax. But that can take time. That can take normally three to four weeks is the typical quote Um, Of late, we've been seeing more four to eight weeks and sometimes 10 and 12 weeks. And of course, there's your problem. That's why you can't quite lock because if you're going to, you're going to have to go in and take a 90-day lock or more. And then, of course, your rate's going to be much higher than you could otherwise get because of that. Um, So back to the sort of initial problem that people were seeing, which is we watched the bond keep dropping. We watched rates climb and we're questioning why. What is really going on here? The truth of the matter is that a lot of this, if not all of it, was manipulation by lenders as a whole, by Fannie Mae, by Freddie Mac, by lenders. Why? The mortgage industry, on a national basis, roughly is designed and built and equipped to do about $1.7 trillion in annual business. And, and that's what's normal, and, and that's, that's how it's set up. If you went by the pace that mortgages were getting submitted for that one-week span as rates dropped to their lowest level, you would have gone from $1.7 trillion to $2.7 trillion in annual business. Well, there's not enough money, plain and simple. Banks don't have the money. There is, money is not an unlimited supply. They are still a a limit to how much money banks have. And so they have to do something to protect themselves. They have to do something so that they're not left with a portfolio of loans they can't fund. Imagine you're in the process of refinancing or you're in the process of buying a home 
and you're waiting to close and you're waiting to close and you keep getting nonsense delays from the bank, what's the real reason? They don't have any money to fund your loan. And, and as strange as that is, that is, it can happen. So there has been a manipulation of the market purely for that reason. And some other reasons, and there are things, there's, there's something called hedging, and banks were really had to worry about protecting themselves as the rates were so erratic. So overall, it was more of an industry-wide decision to make those changes. And it, like, like overnight, made a dramatic effect on loans. Um, so let's say one day I were, was able to give someone, you know, roughly a, a, a three and a quarter rate with a APR of 3.5, let's say. Two days later, I could be looking and that same rate is now four and a quarter with an APR of, let's say, 4.4. A full point? How? in two days, that, that's almost impossible. And again, this is the manipulation we saw in the market, and that obviously is where you can see you have a big problem. Now, there is a solution to that, and I've, I've discussed it with most of my clients, and for the most part, we've had no problem. And, and here's really the fix. So, as I said, a lot of this is a manipulation by the bank to reduce volume. So what they do is they go in and they make their pricing worse worse and mortgage rates are based on something called pricing maybe even another show for me to do one time i'm not going to get into the details of it now but generally speaking we go in and we don't get a particular rate for us for a uh, specific scenario i go in i get a whole bunch of rates and i get rates from you know from high to low and the difference is i'm looking for a rate that is normally what i would call par meaning costs the client no money gives the client no money. And by the way, you can go that way. You could actually get money from the bank by taking a higher interest rate. Uh, more common on purchases than anything else. Um, so that's what we're looking for. Par is what you'd call it. Cost the client nothing. Well, the banks made these adjustments to deteriorate pricing, and they did so by roughly speaking what's called 100 basis points, which roughly would be the equivalent of let's say one point to a client. So 1% of your loan amount. If you're taking a $300,000 loan, $3,000. So we would look at the rates and we'd see, all right, today's rates four and a quarter or four and a half. But you know what? That three and a half that I saw two days ago, I can still get. We just have to pay for it. But we can pay, let's say, a point to get that rate. Is it worth it? All day long. Now, I am someone who preaches to their clients on a daily basis. I do not like buy downs. I say it all the time. It's a waste of money. For the most part, most people do it because they want to brag to their neighbors that they got a lower mortgage rate than you have. Um, and that is because on a given day, someone could get, let's say, a 4%. And if they pay a point, maybe they can get a 3.875%. And that's insane. To spend uh, to 1% of your loan amount so your rate goes down an eighth or a quarter and your payment is $22 less, it, it makes no sense. In this case, as you heard, it's a full point difference. That's huge. Or even three quarters of a point difference. And that's where it starts to become worth it. Now again, not every client's happy with that decision that it's going to cost a little bit of money, but at least it's a solution 
to the problem. And at that point, we did take a lot of loans and say, hey, we have the opportunity to lock now with approximately what we wanted, a little bit more of a cost. If we don't take that opportunity now, we could never see it again. Sure. Do I think that from from today forward, we're not going to see any improvement? I, I do not. I think that we will absolutely see improvement at some point down the road with mortgage rates. The coronavirus controversy or issue has to resolve itself at some point. It has to calm down at some point. And then the market's going to be left to pick up the pieces. But there is certainly going to be some bad economic numbers that come out that is going to keep bonds strong and that should keep rates at bay. And I've said for a long time now, rates are going to stay or are likely to stay relatively strong, at least through the election. Because uncertainty breeds concern and concern breeds volatility, which has the financial world fleet of bonds and back into the circle that I've mentioned should keep rates low. But yes, this big jump that we've seen recently, I do think that it has the potential to come down. But am I going to roll the dice on that with every single client? No, it may never come or it may come too far down the road where it can even be part of this current loan process. So in short, well, I guess forget about the in short part, but that is what has gone on in the mortgage industry in the last few weeks. It has made loan officers crazy. It has made a lot of confusion out there for clients. I know people have gone on and see, and they're starting to see it now. They are starting to see and hear the news. Mortgage rates are climbing. But I'll tell you, one of the toughest parts in our business was that that small window between the news getting out and what the reality is. And we're looking and we're seeing, wow, these rates are climbing. And yet everyone's looking and, and opening up the newspaper that says, hey, the rates are lower than they've ever been in the history of mankind. And some of your clients might say, and this is why I said deal with someone you trust, because if, if they don't know you or at least have some trust, they might say, What's this clown saying? I mean, I'm hearing rates are super low. You're telling me they're not. I think maybe I better go somewhere else. Now, they would find out the truth when, as soon as they go somewhere else. But it's, it's, it's just a part of the dichotomy of rates. And that's why it's better to deal with someone you trust. It made for a wild ride. It's not over yet. We still have plenty of loans in the pipeline that we're dealing with. Ones that are not resolved and not locked. The trajectory has remained up, meaning rates are getting worse, um, slightly ever so. But at the same point, listen, let's make this clear. Rates are still historically great from virtually every perspective. And no one would be waiting, say, hey, do I wait to buy a home right now? Absolutely not. You're going to get something better than, than maybe anyone would have expected. And I'll tell you this right now. Every program that's available now every rate that's available right now is way better than i would have told you it would be today a year and a half ago 100 percent, way better not even just slightly so you've got to take advantage of that and again what should i say call me if you want someone you can trust of course who can you trust better than me nobody but deal with someone that you have a relationship with deal with someone that you have some faith in and let them help guide you through the process, certainly give me a call, shoot me an email, shoot me a message, because I still think, and I haven't changed my decision here, this is that every single person 
should take the opportunity to review their mortgage. Will it be a no-brainer refinance for every single client on planet Earth? No, not anymore. Um, but still a ton of opportunity and still something that people have to look into. Take advantage of that. You can save yourself a ton of money. And if you're not going to save money, listen, I'm going to tell you, hey, let's not do anything right now. We put it aside. We wait. Maybe I watch it down the road and let you know if something changes. Until then, you know, we sit on the sidelines and watch. But that's what you've got to do. Anyway, I hope people have learned something about mortgage rates and what has gone on in the last few weeks. I really hope that everyone stays safe out there with this coronavirus. It is crazy watching schools close and workplaces close and people raiding supermarkets. And, and, and I think people are freaking out a little bit, way more than they should. And I hope that will calm down some. But uh, I hope people stay safe out there. But as far as mortgage go, you know who to call. Call me, shoot me an email, shoot me a text. I'll answer any question you have. And until the next Quintessential Mortgage Podcast, which will be next week, and we'll see. Hopefully, I won't have the mortgage trauma week number two podcast to do, and it'll be a nice, peaceful one, and we'll talk about something that's interesting. Uh, Until then, I'll see you next week. Hope everyone does great. Speak to you soon.